What's up everybody? Welcome back to Spoiler Reels. For those of you who are new, welcome to Spoiler Reels. I am your host. My name is Angel. Of course you know that by now if you've been listening to this podcast. Uh, today, I have no guest today. So, uh, this is going to be a another uh, one of those solo episodes. Solo like Dolo. So, today... I will be reviewing A Quiet Place 2, and even though this movie's been out for about two weeks, um, there's a lot, there's been a lot of uh, positive reviews about this film, somewhat negative here and there, but for the most part, if you've seen already, if you've already seen this film, I'm, you already know what I'm talking about, I mean, it's, this is actually a good movie, uh, I was really, really surprised about it because a lot of sequels nowadays they don't really match up uh, against the original except for a few movies out there like the Terminator 2 and Aliens movies like that you know we'll give them a pass obviously because they're classic but nowadays you just don't really see a sequel matching the original and it's it's really rare and that's exactly what they did with this film. Uh, the director is uh, John Krasinski, the same director that did the original, so that's always a plus. Uh, once you have a, a, a good movie and you don't get the director, the same director back for the sequel, tends to fail at times. Um, like I said, the exception is James Cameron for Aliens, but other than that, it's they're more they're they fail basically they don't they don't do well at all in the box office they probably do well in the box office because of the name but after word of mouth they eventually hear that this movie's not that great and it basically the sales go down as far as dvds goes and stuff like that but this was a good movie man i i i was genuine genuinely surprised about this film uh i have actually seen it twice already at the movies it's really good uh, before I get started with, you know, with the reviews, because uh, I'm going to review this film and I'm going to break down certain scenes here and there. If you haven't seen this film, remember there's spoilers everywhere. Obviously, the title says it all, spoiler, spoiler reels. So if you haven't seen it, pause this this episode, go watch it, and then come back and listen to my review and see if you agree or disagree with me. So with that being said... Let's get started. Uh, like I said, director, John Krasinski. Uh, he was in the original one as well. Not only did he direct it, but he starred in that film as well. And if you haven't if you haven't seen it, basically, in the original, we have these aliens who are... Who strike, who strike basically at any noise. Um, they... They only follow the noise, obviously, like any kind of noise that you make, they will get onto you. They'll try to catch you and kill you. So uh, in the first one, they put us right smack in the middle. We're about f over 400 days in uh, since, they, since the arrival in the original. So instead of basing the film independent style, like worrying about other countries and stuff like that and other cities and states... They focus on this family in, uh, that's, that lives on the farm. Um, they focus on them. And we basically already know generally what the aliens are about. 
through this family's point of view, which is I think was great. In this one, they uh, Krasinski again. Spoiler alerts in the in the first one, he dies. Uh, he dies trying to save his family, his uh, his kids uh, from an alien attack, uh, and he eventually dies in the first one. He he even said in the interview he wasn't planning on making a sequel. That wasn't in his cards to like he he he. Well, I don't know if he knew whether or not this film was going to be a hit or not, but obviously it is, and the studios are basically saying, get us another sequel, you know, get us another movie, so he wasn't really, really ready or prepared for that, but he still rolls with it, and, and man, he, he, uh, he, he nailed it, so he doesn't really have to worry about acting, I mean, he's there for like the first 10 minutes of the film, but after that, all he has to focus on is the directing. And so he's more, so he's more into the film, more focused instead of having to do the direct director and the acting. Now he just focuses completely on directing and you can tell, you can tell that he, he directed the shit out of this movie. It doesn't skip a beat. I, I don't think it skips a beat at all. Uh, it somewhat picks up from where it left off on the, on the, uh, in the original movie. And by that I mean in the first 10 minutes of the second film, they show how the aliens got there. They show you day one. Unlike the like the first one, they show you day 450-something. By that time, aliens had already overrun Earth. But they show us the first 10 minutes of day one, how it happened, how it impacted everybody from the gate. And it starts you off on like this little baseball game that uh John Krasinski's character's son um I want to say it was the I wrote it down here Noah Juppé I might have butchered that name but uh Marcus Abbott his baseball games uh that's happening and he uh it starts you off where John Krasinski's character is going into town to pick up some fruits and some water for the kids I guess and uh, he walks in into the shopping center where you showed, uh, where they showed in the original film, where they go in into town and pick up materials and stuff. And that's where the kid picks up the uh, rocket ship and it makes the noise and it gets the, eventually gets killed because it made noise. Uh, they showed you that shop, but the shop obviously, you know, before it, before the aliens took over and. Uh, it, like I said, they basically pick up they pick up everything from where they left off in the original by showing you the shop uh, of how the first film started. I think the first film started with the shop, so and they start the second film in the shop. So I thought that was a pretty cool uh, idea right there. And then you you see this whole one shot pan of uh, of John Krasinski's character just basically walking through the uh, the whole store there, the whole. Uh, Main Street, I think they called it Main Street. Heading into the game, and then you then and then once he sits in the bleachers, he meets our character that's actually going to be the hero, somewhat of the hero in the film, uh, which is uh, uh, the the actor is Cillian Murphy. Uh, his name is Emmett in the in this film. In this film, if you don't know who 
Uh, Cillian Murphy, Murphy is, he was Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Um, he was in Inception. He was the character that Leonardo DiCaprio was trying to get into the mind. Uh, it was the Inception job, and he was the, the target. Yeah, he's done other films. I, I I was just thinking about those two right there, the right off the bat. But he, obviously, he's been in other ones. But, I mean, to be able to replace John Krasinski's spot in this film, he did he did a good job. He did a good job for the most part of the film. I do have some negatives about it, uh, and well, I'll, I'll get to that later. But for the most part, he was a good fill in uh, for that for that part for that you know that. Um, Basically, he's starting to look, he's starting to mean more for the kids as a father figure in a way. You didn't go, you don't get too much of that, but he feel he tries to fill in that void because in the in the in the beginning of the movie, you, you notice that he has kids, and in the movie, he they tell us that he lost his kids on that day, day one. Um, so he kind of feels obligated to help this family and the kids as well. So. It's. It, it, I think he did a good job. I think he did a really good job. So it, it starts off. You see this meteor, meteorite uh, coming into uh, Earth. It's like a meteor shower looking. You know that's where the aliens were coming in, and the and basically everybody starts kind of panicking a little bit. They start going to their car, and uh, John Krasinski he parked his car on Main Street. That's when he went to go pick up the fruits earlier, and then so him and his daughter, the daughter that's deaf. Uh, in the movie, uh, it's uh, uh, Regan Regan Abbott, uh, played by Millicent Simmons, uh, which she I think she did a, a real 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 good job in this film. Uh, they go to go pick up the truck, um, John Krasinski's truck in the in, in the main street, and then you see all of a sudden this jump scare that you kind of don't really see it coming in a way. I mean, at least I don't I didn't think so because there's no build up to the music. Uh, leading up to the jump scare, and that's what I liked about it. It was random at random. It wasn't like oh, you already knew what was gonna happen, or you already knew that alien was gonna pop out out of nowhere. You didn't see that because there was no no music buildup. They didn't even show it on the previews, which I liked. I was like, that's a that's good, because nowadays most of the horror films they're always uh, uh, showing you the jump scares in the in the commercial. So when you go into the movie, you already know exactly what's gonna happen. Not in this case. You you see a certain certain uh jump scares that you just did not see coming at all. And I really like that about that film. Uh, the other thing was uh, you see that that one scene where Emily Blunt. And uh, she has her kids in the car, and then you see basically everything, all the aliens jumping in out of nowhere, and then you see that alien crawling out of that bus, which looked really, really nice. Uh, it looked, it, it was a nice shot. Um, after that, they get a little separated. Uh, John Krasinski's uh, character, what's his name? Uh, Lee. I'm gonna go with Lee here. Uh, Lee and the daughter uh, Reagan. Reagan. Uh, they start running into that that shop, that same shop that was owned by the guy. I think that was it, or either that or it was or a little bar. And here's where uh, I actually went to go see this movie with my little brother, and uh, we went to go see because we're big fans of the first one. We love the first one. We think the first one's great, and we were really excited for the second one to come out. 
And so we went to go see it. And uh, and this scene was basically where it was John Krasinski's, uh, uh, Lee, Lee and the daughter Regan. Uh, they're trying to be quiet. Obviously, Regan has to be quiet because she can't. She doesn't really talk, and and she's deaf, so she doesn't know what's going on. She's just going with what the dad's doing, and they all stay quiet basically. And and then you hear the own the the um, the guy that owns that shop. Uh, he starts kind of uh, kind of praying, not loud, but still you can hear him saying something, and you can hear Lee covering his mouth and my brother kind of looked at me he's like how does he know that he, they had to stay quiet and in my and, and i thought of it too i was like yeah that makes sense but i also thought it was like well you don't want to make any noise you don't want to track you don't want to give any attention you got to stay quiet you know like you have no idea of what they're about obviously it's day one but in a way you're like okay does does he know you had to stay quiet but no i think I looked at it as like, well, no, you know, don't make any, don't get any attention. Like, let's just stay quiet. Let's not show them that we're not in there, whatever. So, um, obviously the phone goes off. Uh, the, the alien hears it, jumps in and they start, basically start slaughtering everybody that's in there besides, uh, Lee and Regan. And, uh, they basically running towards the, uh, cop car, and behind the cop car is the family. Emily Blunt and the kids are there. And you see this uh, officer basically shooting at the alien. And that's when we realize that we can't... They give you that, that scene because they want to show you, like, uh, you can't kill them with guns. Uh, their, their, their skin is basically complete armor. Uh, so you couldn't... And that's when we kind of give the little glimpse, like, shooting won't work. And they saw that. And then it basically cut... After that After that scene, it cuts into where the first one uh, left off. And that's where Emily Blunt... Uh, Emily Blunt, the girl, the daughter, realized that you got to make noise and have them open their face so they can shoot them in there and basically kill them permanently. And so they come... They That's where they cut in and... Basically, that's where it leads off. They, they, they got to leave the... They got to leave the farmhouse and it shows... Really, really good scenes about them leaving, and it there you see a pan shot of their feet. Uh, basically, that's where they stop at is at the paint where they can't get any further than that. They have no day after that. After the, once you step outside of that paint, it's the unknown for them. And after, and that's what I I really like that because now you really fear for them. They they don't have this system set up for them anymore. They're out in the open now. And you fear for them, for this family now, even more. They they tense it up even more because now they're going into the unknown where they have no idea outside of that, basically. And they start walking through. You see a little, you know, small scenes here and there, walking them walking far away. And uh, they find this warehouse, um, basically, where the Emmett character is living at. Or hiding at basically, and that's that scene in the previews where they show Emily Blunt um, hitting that rope, that little line in the, on her feet, and it makes these cans, these bottles rattle, and that's when she tells everybody to run. They get they run, and uh, the kid ends up being uh, 
the son ends up running into a bear trap, cutting his, his not cutting it completely, but I mean, he has deep wounds on his feet, on his uh, leg. And they basically, <laughs> obviously, on situations like that, you're going to fucking yell, you're going to cry, you're going to make a lot of noise. That's exactly what he did. Uh, so they basically run into the warehouse hoping to find shelter and covers and that's where they meet Emmett and Emmett has this nice little setup like where they have this uh, this safe this uh, safe where you can go in there and you can talk loud yell whatever in there because outside it won't make any noise and that was a nice little I think that was a really really nice setup that plays a lot through the whole film and so they basically stay there for a while and then uh that's when they uh started hearing a song on the radio and and they basically think that there's someone out there that they can help help them out Emmett says that he's heard it for a while um he says that there's there's no point they think it's uh pointless you start be and this is that kind of of uh, character build up in this in this scene where you start realizing Emmett uh, lost his uh, lost his family in day one. Well, they're his kids, and then he lost his wife eleven uh, eleven weeks ago prior to that day. And uh, so you start noticing, you start feeling for this character a little bit more. Like you don't, you know, he helped out this family. He loses his own, and you start feeling for this character a little bit more. And uh, Regan wants to seek out the uh the song that's where the where it's coming from and whatnot and see if she can get help for them and what i really like when they cut with a Reagan scene is because she's deaf they put us in that point of view as well so they basically uh, they basically take all the sound while while sh while we're focusing on her uh, in the screen and you can you can see why she doesn't react so much because she can't hear these these aliens they can't hear them and that one scene where she goes out to try to look for this where that song's coming from uh she, she basically encounters this alien where she didn't realize that it that it was there and she that's when she looks and and realizes it but when you when you take out the sound we're we're there with her we can't hear that. We can't hear those aliens coming through at all either, and that and I really that's what I really I really enjoy this film how they keep that suspense going, and it doesn't it does it never lets up. It's like you just never know what's gonna happen, and because we can't hear anything, we can't hear the aliens' footsteps, their sounds, nothing. And then once it pans into that, the alien's there, you kind of panic right there with her, and it, it works. It really works. And Emmett comes in basically to save her, and then that's where they both seek out um, They seek out a, a boat to get to wherever the hell the song's coming from. And they, and they basically do. Emmett goes to look for a boat. Um, he goes out there. He finds a boat. And the whole reason, the whole purpose of them wanting to go to the to that uh, an island, is that at the radio station where the radio station's at, she wants to basically the aliens are are their weakness is if you put uh, an like this um, 
loud sound in the microphone, basically, like these shock waves that the aliens can't really handle. And it opens their face, and that's when you're able to shoot them and kill them. That's where they're trying to go. They want all the radio stations played out through that whole place to basically kill them all, all at once, you know, to basically try to get rid of them as much as possible. And that's the whole point why she's seeking out there. But Emmett, in one scene, early in the scene, he has told Emily Blunt, there's not a lot of people out there worth saving that they've turned into these whole other things. Uh, they're not, they don't, they don't, act human they're just they're out there to gun you basically it's every man for themselves out there basically and we cut to the scene basically where he finds a boat he tries to go in there and try to get one but then you see one of these people that i mean they look they look meth out they look like they're on meth basically and uh but they i mean they look completely shot out shot out and uh this little girl kind of traps them in there uh they put like these uh cowbells around him so that he can't move around and make noise which i thought that was a i was like that's pretty cool i was like all right that's cool uh but the problem is is that when these people come in and try to take all their all their all their belongings everything that they have when they try to take that out i was kind of thinking well why not just make that noise and attract the aliens that way they they can at least help you slaughter these people and mind you, they're 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 at at uh they're where boats are at where so there's water and everything they can just jump in. We later find out that the aliens can't swim and they can drown. And in my in my head, I was like, why not just make that noise anyways? Grab her, throw her in, throw her into the water, and you'll be safe. And that those aliens will help you slaughter. But that's just me. Instead, he kind of stays quiet and just kind of takes a look as to see what's happening. Um, at the same time. Uh, Emily and the kids are back at that warehouse and uh, the kid makes a noise. Emily Emily went out to go pick up some oxygen tanks for the baby um, because the baby, he's in like this crate and once they have to close the crate, he needs air, obviously. Otherwise, he's going to choke out. So they have this little air tank basically flowing air for him, but they're running out. So she went out to go find some tanks. While she's out, the kids are there, and uh, the kid went to go look around the warehouse, finds that there's a dead body right there, more than likely Emmett's wife. Um, it was Emmett's wife, for sure, And uh, but she's dead, and it's like just this carcass right there, just, uh, just staying there. And he freaks out, and rightfully so, but he makes a noise, and uh, basically the aliens hear it, so he goes back into, this, into the... Uh, uh, in the vault, but in that vault, there's this little thing that they usually do. You can't stay in there for long. Obviously, you'll you'll suffocate. And they have this towel wrapped around so it won't lock in. But he forgets to put the towel on there, and it locks in. And they have this timer where it's like a few minutes in there. Otherwise, you'll start losing air. He doesn't realize he has his baby little baby brother there, and it, it and then. That scene right there, when he realizes that he's losing air and he's gasping for air, but there's that air tank, and it it makes the scene even more tense. Now he has to take the like, the gas mask away from his his baby brother, in order for him to, you know, get some air as well for him. But he has to kind of, they have to take turns and just do, you know, like it's, it's it looks fucked up because it's a baby. He should have it, but 
you're all you're dying right there and and it just makes it just makes the scene even more tense i really like that that was a really good scene So in between these uh, two scenes where they show you, uh, where they show you Emmett and Regan, um, on one scene they basically cut into uh, Emily Blunt's and their son's scenes, and they basically kind of show you because they basically go, they get in trouble around the same time, and you see both of them what's uh, what's going on and what's happening, and eventually uh, Emmett. And uh, Regan, they, they they get to this island, they get to a boat, they get to this island, and then they start, um, and then they, they find this little small colony uh, where people are living, they're, they're living, they're eating, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're fine, they're, you know, they're fine, because they're in an island, and the aliens can't swim, so they're, they're fine, and in one scene, uh, they actually uh, show, uh, was, uh, <laughs> I guess they only put a man on the island, is Jamon Hansi Hanso? If you guys don't know who he hit, who he is, he's um, he was the actor that was uh, in the movie Gladiator, uh, Russell Crowe's sidekick, um, he, the one that basically helped him helped him get out of there and whatnot. He's in that movie. He did a really good job right there. Uh, the problem with is that in one scene they cut out to where the alien is on top of the, on top of a boat and the boat wasn't strapped, so it's basically it's it's swimming. It's 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 on its own basically, and the alien that 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 fucking boat makes it to that island. And Emmett finds out, and then he runs to basically warn the uh, people that live there. And because right there, they're they're trying to get to the um, they're trying to get to the uh, the radio to put that sound. They get there, and and he the alien gets there, and then, and then Emmett tries to run and warn people. And how does he do this? He starts yelling. He starts yelling like, "Get get inside! Get inside! Get inside!" And here's my other here's my other negative thing. What? Why did why didn't the alien go and attack Emmett? Emmett's the one making the most noise. Instead, the alien goes and attacks this attacks this guy that's getting water from the well. He's not making any noise or anything. Emmett's running towards him, telling him to get inside, get inside, and yet the alien doesn't attack him. He's the one making the noise. So I was like, all right, that was another flaw right there. Eventually, Emmett ba Emmett basically runs and tells people, "Yeah, like like get out, get like get out of here, get out of here." And the alien never attacks him. He, instead, the aliens attack other people. They're just everywhere. Basically, uh, <laughs> the guy, man on the island, and Emmett, they uh, they rush to the uh, radio, the radio station, and uh to put to do that uh that sound waves on the radio all through the radios and and uh they get there uh they uh, the, the aliens uh, the alien catches up on them and and kills the guy man on the island they kill him so it's up to Emmett and and Reagan to basically 
get inside, but the alien's inside with them in the radio station. At the same time, when uh, Emily uh, hears, hears noise, she rushes to the warehouse because the kids are inside of the safe. She immediately tries to distract the alien by shooting the gun and and have the alien come out where the vault isn't and she tries to go into inside. Um, she goes inside of the vault with the kids and whatnot. She has two more oxygen tanks, but at the same time she put the towel in there to so that the, they wouldn't get stuck in the safe. And they stay there for a while. So they're basically using up that oxygen tank because they can't go out there. So now they're, they're stuck in the safe. But here's another thing too. The, the alien, if you can just crack open the safe just a little bit, you don't have to have the, the, the safe completely open. Can't you just open it like 30% so where the alien can't still can't see you and you can get air in there. You don't have to use the oxygen tank. That's just me. I was like, that's another flaw. I was like, you you didn't really have to do that, but all right. And so the Emmett and Regan finally they get to the radio station. They open it, and then she gets on the uh, microphone. And this is another flaw for me right here too. And Regan instead instead there's people dying out there. <laughs> there's people dying out there, and eventually the alien catches. Uh, uh, Emily Blunt and the kids in the vault the alien rips out the, the fucking door and the alien is basically clawing at them like trying to get near them and he eventually carves Emily Blunt's leg while that's happening Regan, Regan, Regan slowly going to the microphone slowly I was like why are you why are you slow-mo right now why are you slow-mo like, get fucking going. <laughs> like, there's people dying out there, and you're slowly walking to the mic, and you're slowly, like, go, putting your, your finger, like, your hand up to put push the button to go on air. You're slowly doing this. Why are you slowly doing this shit? Like, the alien, you're distracting the alien with the sound wave at this right now. The alien can't attack you. He's completely distracted. So why are you slowly doing this? That's That was another thing for me. I was like, get going. And she eventually does. She slams the damn hearing aid onto the microphone. And then the sound waves kick in and they start. And then uh, they cut to that scene again where Regan and uh, her brother, uh, Marcus. Uh, Marcus was had the headphones on the whole time because she, uh, the Regan left a note saying, keep listening, stay listening. I will I'll get there and just you got to hear you just listen to the station and you'll, you'll know that I'm there. He finds out that that was her. He uh, unhooks the headphones and then he has the, the boombox basically playing that sound wave and the alien is basically starts going crazy. He grabs the gun and shoots him. And through that, through that whole scene, you see also Regan grabbing a pipe and trying to kill that alien that's on the island. And then they both basically kill him at the same time. You basically see him... Uh, a scene cut cut cutting into scenes after scenes of them killing killing the aliens on their own and whatnot um and then after that it 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 ends uh it ends basically with the sh at the end of the shot it's basically uh a shot of the hearing aid on the microphone and then it cuts and then the movie ends 
My brother told me that he thought it was a little short. Because honestly, I think it's only like an hour and 35 minutes. I thought it was I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine, especially f- the the reason is is that uh, John Kras- like like John Krasinski mentioned, he wasn't planning on making a part two. He just thought of doing this film and it'd be great. How it ended, fine. And I I tend to agree. I didn't think there was going to be a part two either. I was like, how are they going to expand this? But obviously, um, they did it and they made a part two. So. How the movie ended in 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 this one tells me that they're more than likely gonna try to make more movies out of this. I think if you just do one more, I think it'd be fine. I think like after that, I think it's gonna be overkill. Just do one more, if, like because you left you you left the second movie like that. Now you have to follow it up, and I think it will because it's got positive reviews of this film a lot of people like this film i like this film i really enjoyed this film i went to go see it twice and but it wasn't really necessary honestly they could have just they definitely could have ended this film differently because but you can tell that the studios have plans for you know uh, uh another movie and you can see it on the on, at the end so I guess the ending was like, I guess they definitely could have ended that movie a bit different, but they're obviously trying to set it up for the next movie. And so I, look, I really enjoyed this film. I really liked it. I asked my brother what he thought of it. He said he liked it. Uh, I asked him what, what he gave it, gave it a eight out of 10, I think. And I, I give it a nine. I give it a nine for sure. I, honestly, I think it's like a nine point five out of ten for me because I really, really, really enjoyed the movie. I really enjoyed the story. I, I feel like they never. I I feel like they didn't skip a beat. I think I think maybe if maybe they could have ended it just a little differently. I think this movie could have been a wrap, and it would have been one of those two fucking movies that you can watch back to back no matter what. But obviously, they left it for a third for a third movie so i was like okay well the ending could have been you know just a little better but other than that and some of those flaws like i mentioned i could be wrong people could probably just tell me no you're overthinking it you know whatever but i I was like these kind of these kind of choices i'm kind of like no you you would have done this instead instead of that or whatever but that's just me those were really the only flaws uh in those movies um in that movie and other than that, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I I like the fact. I think the other thing is that that the reason why I think I like the first one just a little bit more is because they have the whole gang together. In part two, you have the gang for like ten minutes, and then you you broke the gang. You know, like you 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 disassembled all everything. Like everybody went. You know, like you lose one one member of that of that group. It's just it's not you know it's not the same other than that but like the fact that he showed up in the 10 minutes you know still was a uh, um i thought it was a really good uh move on this move on this movie but other than that and i think like i said it's it's really not that big of a deal like i said um the guy that plays emmett uh did really good filling in in that in that spot right there so um it's really good if you guys haven't seen it i really really recommend it i think it's um I think it was like a, a must a must uh watch. Um I I I just really liked how this movie, you know, matches this, the first one. It goes well with the first one. They didn't like I said, they didn't skip a beat on this one. 
and it's 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 like um it's like the Halloween movies the 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 nineteen seventy eight and the eighty one, where in the first in the first movie, um uh, the way it ended obviously, you know Michael Myers. Uh, getting up after getting shot, and then they cut to the second one where he's trying to find Laurie Strode that same night. This is basically the same thing, and I really like that. I was like, "Oh man, this—they, you know, the way they started it, showing us how this all started within ten minutes was was effective. Within ten minutes, you already know how they got there, what they're about, and that the fact that they couldn't get killed with with bullets." And I thought that was like that was awesome. I was like that that was like within that ten minutes that was enough intro for us to be completely invested. I was, uh, I really enjoyed it, and I will definitely uh, own this movie uh, when it comes out. So uh, I own the first one, uh, so I'm definitely gonna own the second one here. So that's me. Uh, that's my review for the day. Uh, I really, like I said, I really enjoyed this movie, man. You guys really, really gotta watch it if you haven't seen it. I, I highly recommend it. It's a 9.5 out of 10 for me. It really is. It's a really good movie. I I I think he. I think John Krasinski, man. Any movie he directs, I, I I'm all in on it because the guy the guy can direct uh, good movies. So uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, Spoiler Reels. Um, I'm going to try to put more content as much as possible. I'm going to try to get a few more guests in here and there. But for the most part, yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's it. <laughs> so until uh, next time, I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys when I see you. Later.